Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho, the podcast about creativity for the creative in you, no matter where you are on the journey. Starting out, coming back, dipping a toe, doesn't matter. This is a conversation about creativity and you are so, so welcome. As always, shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you for those who have signed up recently as well. I see you and I appreciate the contribution. If um, a weekly subscription doesn't work for you, you can kind of drop a few quid or a few dollars wherever you are in the world into the tip jar via Acast. Link in the show notes. If, however, you're feeling flush and you're really getting something from the podcast, then head over to Patreon become a regular subscriber and supporter of this podcast and um yeah you can get perks there's perks mate um all right listen let's get started So two weeks ago, we started a conversation about mental health and the first two episodes of this kind of four part mini series in the series or season. um, We've adopted this American way of talking about anyway, doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. So the first two episodes were about the things that specifically relate to or the challenges that creatives and artists experience uh, in terms of mental health. And we talked about things like um, stress, uh, fear of failure and success and self-doubt, procrastination, creative block, all kinds of different things. A couple of those subjects, uh, particularly procrastination and writer's block, I talk about separately in other episodes. So we didn't go deep on those ones, but we did t- touch on some other areas. And we also talked about anxiety and depression. 
this, oh, and by the way, yeah, it wasn't an exhaustive list. So there will be other things. And I did say like, if there's, if, if a few of you um, mention other areas that you feel are important to talk about, I can do a follow-up episode. So don't feel like, oh, I'm experiencing this and it wasn't mentioned. It feels invalidated. Don't, don't be invalidated by it. Just let me know. And we can look at it in a, in a future episode. Oh, and also I was also speaking from the perspective of just personal lived experience rather than obviously having any kind of professional uh, knowledge in this area or expertise. So um, as always, I've said in, you know, a couple of times in each episode, if there is something that's really challenging you, holding you back or, or causing you some sort of pain, existential, emotional, mental pain or anguish, then do um, approach organizations or individuals to get help because you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to suffer alone. Thankfully, there's much more conversation around mental health because it's something that previously, I don't think we've taken as seriously as we have. And, and and it may be that now that people are taking it more seriously, now we can have a more nuanced conversation about the challenges that people face. Uh, it's almost like it wasn't safe before to say what you were going through because there wasn't really a listening for it. But now there is more and not across the board. Some people still have more, I don't know how to put it, conservative views when it comes to or restrictive views when it comes to mental health. But there is a lot of listening for the struggles that people are going through and space to allow you to experience those struggles without feeling the need to tell you what to do, put it right, pull yourself together, blah, blah, blah. So with that in mind, I think it's time to talk about solutions, things that we can do either by us ourselves or with help from others, contribution from others to alleviate some of the things that we're experiencing. Now, these um, solutions, suggested solutions, they don't specifically pertain to the issues that we were talking about. They're across the board because really, I suppose the state that we want to experience is a sense of peace. And it's not about peace because it's peaceful, but peace despite what's going on. So no matter how busy, how stressful, how demanding uh, our specific workspace is, that we're at peace within it. We can navigate it one step at a time. So let's look at some of the ways that we can do that. So I think the first place I want to start is just talking about uh, the body. Because essentially we want a body that can support the life that we want to live. And this was a concept that was sort of expressed to me um, a few years ago. And I've really sort of just been just ruminating on what does that mean? And I don't, I don't necessarily have a definition for what that means. But what I do know is there's certain things that we can do that help us to have the body that can house the life and the being that we want to be. One of those things is rest. We have to have rest. Rest makes such a fundamental difference to our mental health. I mean, even just the fact of like what you, you become delirious with sleep deprivation, irritable, all those sorts of things. So that tells you the importance of having it is what happens when you don't have it, when you don't have good sleep. So there will always be busy times. There will always be times when rest isn't possible, that you'll have to pull an all-nighter or you have to work through weekends. So when I say rest, I'm not, I acknowledge that. But if you can, I would encourage you to have daily, weekly, seasonal, annual rest, good rest. Now daily, I have started to schedule, because I used to just schedule my day like, 
I didn't schedule breaks or if I was doing breaks, I was doing something else in the breaks. I was checking emails or catching up on emails or something or checking social media or something. Now my rest is, or my break is away from all of that. Something physical, if I really want to, like hanging up laundry or something like that, but ideally not. I do like a little bit of body work, a little bit of stretching or something like that. And although you might say, oh, I don't have time. My question is perhaps do you have time not to? And then weekly, for me personally, I try and make Sunday a like no-go day. So I'm not doing anything on Sundays. And sometimes, I mean, I saw this put in a meme, which I really liked, was like, just because you're free doesn't mean you're available. Because sometimes what people will do is they'll see, oh, you're not doing anything. Therefore, you can come and do this thing. Well, no, what I'm doing is I'm resting. And I take my rest very seriously now because I know what happened. I know for me what the cost is when I don't. It affects my emotions. Like I get overwhelmed and then that creates stress and that creates anxiety and then that creates despair sometimes. So for me, rest is critical. And I would invite you to look in your own life and see, mm, do I have enough rest scheduled? The answer is probably no, because none of us probably rest as much as we need to, especially if we're working as a creative, especially if it's our full-time job, especially if we're self-employed. So rest. And there's a difference between rest and kind of collapse. Sometimes we do have to collapse because we have to just veg and that's just what the body needs to not think, not do. Sometimes on my Sundays where, you know, I'm not doing anything, those sometimes can be collapse days for me. And people will go, oh, uh, we'd love you to do this podcast or whatever, uh, or, or, you know, whatever it is, do this interview. It's on Sunday at about four, but it's only going to take half an hour. It's most likely going to be a no, no matter what it is, because, it's not just the half an hour, it's the preparing myself for it, getting myself back into work mode from rest. It's maybe putting on makeup and all the rest of it if it's, you know, in person or even online or, you know, with the cameras on. So rest really needs to mean rest, uninterrupted, unencumbered by work. We need rest from work. And then another uh, way that we can create the body that will support the life and the being that we want to be in relation to our creativity is looking at what we eat, what we consume. Are we eating well? You know, the old, you know, trope, you are what you eat, but it's true. If you're eating well, you will live well. Doesn't mean you're not going to die. Just means that you're going to have, you're giving yourself a better chance at, at having a good life. What we eat affects mental function. You know, the brain is a very fatty organ. And so it needs fats, but it needs the right ones. And it needs not to be flooded with certain biochemicals, which can come from foods that aren't great for us, such as sugars and refined carbohydrates. So what we eat plays a huge part in our emotional landscape, which is why, you know, school dinners are so important. Why it's so important not to feed kids constantly with sort of refined carbs and processed meat and and stuff like that, because that affects their mental health directly. So if you are experiencing things in the mental health domain that are challenging, look at what you're eating. Sometimes what we do with our food, and I'll come to this later, is that we try and balance the extremities of our emotional experience with our food. So what I mean by that is like, for example, if you're really stressed, um, what I find is I tend to eat more 
refined salty stuff so I want a burger and and fries and stuff like that and I've noticed actually I've started to track myself in a sense of like if I notice myself wanting really craving that type of food that tells me that I'm getting to stress levels so looking at what you're eating and what you're trying to offset like are you eating loads of donuts? Are you a donut-y, cakes, ice creamy type of person? That might mean that might be your indicator for stress and how you're trying to balance the do you know like that work hard, play hard? Well, it's kind of we're using food as that play hard kind of uh thing in our lives to offset the work hard. Now that's that is what it is, but it means that you're you're swinging wildly between working hard and this playing hard, be it through the food you eat or, you know, going out drinking and stuff like that. And it over time is going to take its toll. In terms of what we consume, obviously we have to talk about alcohol and drugs. I'm not, I'm not advocating for being any particular way. You got to do you. But what I do know is I've, (laughs) I've had a good life. (laughs) I've lived a life, do you know what I mean? And I've done, and at the age that I'm at, alcohol consumption doesn't really serve me. I'm not saying I don't drink. I do like a drink. I really love, but obviously socially, that's how I I like to enjoy it. But extremes like drink, excessive um, consumption of alcohol just doesn't work for me. And I, cause I know it doesn't support me long-term. First of all, I'm at the age where it takes two days to deal with the hangover anyways. Um, but secondly, it, it's not, it's not serving me on lots of other like biological levels. It's not serving me. So the invitation is to have a look at what you're consuming, uh, in that domain. Cause that may contribute to anything that you're, you're struggling with in, in terms of mental health. Um, in, it's weird cause in soaps and, and TV shows and films, they often show someone upset and then someone giving them a drink to sort of alleviate the pain. Well, yeah, that might bring short term, uh, relief, but over time it is not the solution because they're artificially stimulating or suppressing your um, emotions. And that means it's got to swing back the other way to, to right itself. So it's just creating more, more turmoil basically in your, in your being. Just a couple of other things on food as well. Just that um, it also grounds you like, or it can have a grounding effect. And when you're grounded, what I've noticed for myself is that life is just so much easier to navigate. It's like having a good solid anchor, the waves of life, the storms that come your way can't buffet you in quite the same way when you're anchored, as opposed to what can happen when you're not eating well and not, and, and you know, not really taking care of your well-being. is that you, life can buffet you around, but you don't even realize it because you think, oh, that's just what life is, or that's how I react to stuff. But actually I've really seen in myself, taking care of myself, allows me to weather what life throws my way. And so I really strongly advocate for just eating well, as best as you can within your means, you know, because it can level out your mood. Like I've said earlier, like it has a massive impact on brain chemistry, what you're eating. And so if you're eating whole foods, if you're eating less meat and dairy and processed products and alcohol and strong sugary or salty foods, your mood will change. Your general mood will change. It won't solve all your problems. I know that, but your mood will, will ultimately change. And some people, and I'm not talking about health foods. I'm not talking about, oh, sugar-free this and salt-free that and low-carb this and, you know, high-protein that. That's that's kind of BS. It's not, it's not real. It's still not real food because it's processed. I'm talking about cooking food from the ground up, just getting your veggies into a pot, making a nice bit of fish, 
having a bit of some sort of nice grain on the side, not white rice, because that's a refined carb too, but a bit of brown rice. Oh, brown rice can be delicious. You guys, short grain brown rice. It's the future, I tell you. Or whatever it is. Anyways, on my Instagram, I often do like vegan eats for meat, uh, vegan eats for meat treats. And it's not about encouraging veganism. It's more really about cooking whole foods because that will give you what I'm talking about, that groundedness, that leveling out of your mood. Anyway, this could be a whole podcast about food. So let me move on. The other thing uh, I wanted to add in terms of what we consume is, of course, our media and screen time consumption. There's so much about this that I know I don't have to tell you guys anything more than we have to be conscious of it. We have to be conscious not all, not only of the amount, but the quality of what we're consuming. Um, TV news, particularly social media, particularly it is good to have downtime, zone out time. But if you do have spare time, sometimes it that it, you are better served in terms of your well-being to do something else. You remember, why don't you, people born in the UK, circa sort of 1970, 1980s, there was a, a show called Why Don't You? And part of the theme tune was, why don't you just turn off the television set and go out and do something less boring instead? So, and that was the, the that was the, <laughs> the theme tune of this, this TV show was, why don't you, you know, go and do something else? Don't just sit vegging in front of the TV. Well, I, I would say in terms of as creatives, uh, looking after our mental health, why don't you turn off the television set and go out and do something less boring instead? As it go, sitting at home watching TV, turn it off, it's no good for me. Why don't you? Anyway, that was a bit of nostalgia there. Okay, what else? Body work. So moving the body. I mean, look, again, this is another thing that people talk about all the time when it comes to mental health, getting exercise. Getting exercise can be intimidating for people. So let me break it down like this. You can do exercise, exercise, like, do you know what I mean? Like go for runs, go to the gym, da 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 But that's interesting to everybody. So don't think of exercise. You can combine exercise, basically. Like if you've got a dog, you can be going for walks or, you know, if you've, there's nice places near where you live, you don't just have to be in the countryside to be able to access nice walks. You know what I mean? In Even in cities like London, there's like canal uh, space and wetlands and things like that. So don't allow yourself to be limited. Maybe if you have to travel a bit to get there, but, but do it because walking, I find creates this sort of timelessness that allows you to step away from the stresses and strains of like whatever you're working on, no matter what field you're working on. And when you come back, I used to go for like lunchtime walks during the lockdown, like, cause I was just on my computer the whole time. And it was so cleansing to just go. And I'm just walking around my neighborhood. There's no, I'm not like really close to like canal. There's, there's some canals nearby, but uh, we're just walking around the streets, seeing other people's houses, seeing the murals on the walls and people living their lives. It was really cleansing, very timeless. And so it helped to reset so that I could come back and sit down. And it also, just on a biological level, gets the blood flowing. That sends, you know, chemicals around the body, feel good chemicals, dopamine, all the rest of it. So there's many, many benefits to uh, taking some exercise and it doesn't have to be thrashing yourself in a gym. It can be something very gentle like walking or some sort of moving meditation like yoga or something like that. Yoga is essentially meditation. It's moving meditation. People get fixated on, oh, can I do this pose? Can I wrap my this around that? You know, that's not what yoga is about. Yoga is meditation. 
And again, you're creating that timelessness, you're moving the body, you're getting those biochemicals flowing around, uh, around your system so that you can feel good and become supple so that you don't, to counterbalance perhaps if you're more desk-based creative. So it serves many purposes, right? Like having a, a bit of exercise and it doesn't have to be the, the gym-based stuff. And you know what? This is the one you're going to love, right? Body work doesn't have to be active. It can be passive. You can have a bath. That can be body work. You can have a massage. That can be body work. You can have a facial. That can be body work. Because it's about being with your body and creating a timeless space to reconnect away from work. And the only thing I would add is that one needs to bring consciousness to it. So you don't want to vacate You want to be consciously aware this is time I'm creating for myself. I am having a bath to create a bit of timeless space for myself to counterbalance the demands of my job or the demands of the project I'm working on at the moment. And bringing that consciousness, that's all that's needed. And that too is body work. It doesn't all have to be one type of thing. It doesn't all have to be active. That also leads me on to play without purpose. I've heard this term a couple of times. And for me, um, what that really means is doing something without, without the outcome being the point, like playing sports. So if you want to do something active, like the, where you break a sweat and breaking a sweat, they, they recommend breaking a sweat three times a week. So three half hour sessions, at least three times a week. If you want to do that in a way that's fun and stimulates the brain as well, so that you don't get bored, sports is perfect for that. Team sport, something, you know, like, I don't know, like rounders, football, basketball, netball, golf, whatever. Well, golf isn't a team sport, but you have to do it with somebody else. It's kind of dull going to play golf on your own. But you know what I mean? Like doing something where the outcome isn't the point that you get to be. So it's because it combines lots of different things. It combines being social. It combines being active. It combines a sort of a timelessness. It combines being away from your uh, work commitments and just being in a space that has nothing to do with that. But equally, this play without purpose can involve creativity because sometimes creativity can be good for your mental health. The problem is, is like when you're working as a creative, sometimes that play can get lost, that sense of play. And so play without purpose can mean if, for example, you're an actor, that your play would be painting. So doing something that is nothing to do with acting, nothing to do with filmmaking or getting into films or creating content or performing, blah, 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 blah. It's completely unrelated and allows you to step away from outcome as the purpose of the activity. They say creativity is the universe having fun. And so play without purpose allows creativity, you, the creative, creativity in motion to have fun. We can have fun with our work, but I'm talking about if we're in some space where, you know, we're, we're, we're just feeling stressed or whatever, then uh, play without purpose can bring the joy back into what we're doing. And actually, sorry, I should say that a lot of what we're talking about can be considered preventative too. One doesn't have to wait until we're in some state of high stress, high anxiety, despair, depression, or whatever, before we start looking at, oh, okay, maybe I should look at my food. Start now. Why not? 
you know, see the difference that it can make uh, in your in your work life, in your life, man. Anyway, listen, let's have another listener's comment. And this time, all right. Oh, this time it's also from um, Nelly and Clem. So Nelly and Clem says, uh, creating something is the perfect outlet for a bad mental health day. I'm not sure if it's escapism from a, a crowded mind or whether it's the keeping busy, distracted part, but it really helps. I mean, guys, what did, what did I just say? What did I just <laughs> It really it really can uh, just really support bringing that peace that I was talking about, bringing that inner peace that one needs just to be able to navigate all of this. I mean, isn't that what we all ultimately want is just a bit of peace and not talk about silence or quiet, but just peace. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jason Manford and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho. As you know, this podcast is not supported by any particular channel or brand. It is entirely self-funded and self-created. So if you would like to support that uh, with a one-off contribution, you can do so via the Acast website. There is a link in the show notes that takes you directly to the page where you can drop a few quid or a few dollars or whatever currency in whatever part of the world you're in uh, into the tip jar and, and just yeah support the show that way to help keep the conversation going. All right. So a couple of other things before I end this episode. So one is workload. So that's another thing that I, maybe I should have said that earlier, but anyways, it's just sort of chopping around a bit, but like workload is really important to constantly be reviewing. I would say, obviously we talked about rests and breaks, that type of thing, breaks in your day. Um, but also how are you working? Are you working smart? I am no longer, uh, I, I'm sure I was at one point, but I am now no longer an advocate of this. You've got to be working 16 hours a day and you should be moving in silence because your hustle speaks for it. Blah, 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 all that. Sometimes it is required. You are required to work hard, as I said, but I don't think it needs to be that constantly. As I said, in the success episode, people who are working like that don't trust the universe to do stuff on their behalf. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is what it is. But you don't have to be grinding constantly. Work smart. Delegate if you can. Or just look at, does what I'm doing need to be done now? Or can I can I hand this off to somebody else? Or take it on at a later date so that my workload feels more manageable? I've had to really bring consciousness around what I say yes and no to because I was ruining my life. <laughs> especially during lockdown, I just went into overdrive and ended up getting myself involved with really great projects, but ones that I just shouldn't have been involved with. So make sure that your schedule that you create off the back of this is best for you. What works for you? Because oftentimes people have their own agenda of what they need from you and that might not work for you. So you must advocate for yourself and say that doesn't work. Being responsible for your own schedule is one of the most mature things that you can do. Saying, no, I can't own that is such a boss move rather than trying to feel like you should take the weight of everything on and try and achieve everything. Sometimes the smart move is to say, I can do that, but I can't do it until this point. Does that work for you? Or to say, look, I'm afraid I can't do that at all. 
you you may have heard my voice on some commercials uh, if you're based in the UK. And uh, I've got to a point where I, to, to be able to honor other commitments that I've made, writing commitments and stuff like that, I've had to reduce the amount of uh, clients that I have. That was a difficult decision to make because, you know, voiceover work is reasonably well paid. And so I have, I'm having to make this big executive decision because instead of me being stressed and narky in the sessions, I've got to now say, hmm, can I really own these commitments? I don't think I can. And therefore, I now have to communicate to the wider team. All right, this is how it's going to be for a little while. I'm not going to be able to do this, this and this because I'm focusing on this. Letting people know ahead of time what you're up to really allows everybody to relax, including yourself. It has this ripple effect out into your team of people going, "Okay, good. We know where we stand. They can't do that right now. So we'll stop suggesting them for such and such. And when they're ready, then we'll start suggesting them again rather than them. They don't know because, you know, because you could have a situation where they don't know what the hell's going on with you. You, you, um, you know, get upset or, or frustrated or whatever. And they continue to put you up for work and you're like, ah, I can't cope. And you get yourself all stressed. So instead that boss move of just letting people know, no, that won't work. I'm making the schedule work for you and make, and communicating with your team, whoever that may be, or the people around you, even just your family. In, in, in a way, if you're a self-employed creative, your family is your team as well, because they got to make some adjustments to support what you're doing, letting them know what the hell's up and what can and cannot work will really support all of you. Talking of family and friends, I gotta say, in terms of play, social time is so important for mental health, uh, especially for a creative, because we can spend a lot of time on our own creating by ourselves in this sort of uh, inspiration vacuum. (laughs) So social time, being with people who love you. Do not underestimate the value of that. Being with people who hold space for you is so important to one's mental health. I'm sure they've done experiments about when babies are born that they absolutely, for their for their actual physical development, they need interaction. That's who we are from the day we enter this earth or the day we're born. We need interaction. That never changes. We don't suddenly grow out of that like we do breast milk or whatever. We need it. And so whether it's in real life or on Zoom, however you do it, spend time with people you love. It is nourishing and cleansing in a way that if you've been in, in a thing and you spend time with people who care about you, you'll be shocked at how much better you feel after it. And you'll be so glad, even though you didn't feel like doing it in the first place, you'll be so glad you did. Why don't we have some more bite-sized advice? This time from the awesome Thadia Graham. She's given loads of um, bite-sized advice for this whole uh, podcast, really. I think she's been on like three times already. And this time, Thaddington's, I, I want to call her Thaddington's. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called her that to her face. It's, it's like way more syllables than is actually in her name. But anyways, I'll stop talking and uh, you can listen instead to what Thaddia says about mental health. I think there's still a little bit of a stigma around it, but I do believe that everyone in the world has mental health and uh, it's a, it's kind of a journey. Like you'll have good days, you'll, bad, you'll have bad days, but just embrace it all and don't kind of shut it out and don't just think, oh, well, no, I'm fine. It's okay. Or I shouldn't feel like this or I don't want to feel like this. I think the more you embrace it, 
it's it's uh, it's a lot healthier and then you can kind of work through it and work through it in your own way I think the first step is just accepting that you have mental health and that's normal <laughs> everyone has it um and then trying to find your own ways of you know coping with it and just being patient because you will have good days and you will have bad days and both are fine and very natural um but I've also felt a lot in the past with my own mental health if I've been on a job and you know on paper everything looks very good that everything's working out career's going well family's fine blah 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 but then I have a bad day I've not wanted to talk to people about it and I've shut it down because I feel guilty about feeling that way when I shouldn't feel that way because everything's good you need to address it I think it's a it's a healthy you need to get a healthy relationship with yourself and I think people don't really talk about that a lot like it's all about oh be kind to other people you know be generous to other people but also you need to do that to yourself for yourself as well be kind to yourself and be patient with yourself and yeah really work on yourself before trying to go into anything else because unless you're happy then your work and everything else won't flourish unless you're okay with you Never a truer word has been spoken. That was Thadia Graham, star of The Irregulars. And she was, uh, I met her first uh, on Curfew and she was in Us with Tom Holland. She's done a ton of stuff and she's awesome. And she's, you know, been very honest there as well about, you know, sometimes we can feel guilty about uh, what we're experiencing because we feel like, I don't know, maybe because we're in the arts and in theory, we're living our best life or maybe things are going particularly well, but you've got this nagging feeling it's natural to feel like, you know, it's kind of invalidate your experience, but they're not invalid. They are very, very important. And nobody else knows how that is feeling for you. So if it is causing you concern, discomfort, despair, sadness, whatever the experience is, don't ever feel like it's not valid. It is. And if you want to uh, chat with like-minded folks, because I feel like on the Facebook group, it's going to be like-minded folks because they come from this podcast. They come from this space. Um, yeah, head over to um, the Creative Source Network Facebook group. This is a space that I want to create for creatives to just chat, chat about anything to do with their life in the arts, to collaborate, to to meet similar folks, discuss stuff and just be there. I'm, I'm there every now and again. I check in and drop a comment every now and again. I'll drop a post or try and if I see an opportunities that may be pertinent, I share and hope that you guys will share them to your sort of networks too. So yeah, it's just kind of a, a cool safe space for us as creatives. All right. So that's the end of that episode on solutions, but we are going to conclude this in next week's episode where we talk a little bit more about some of the things that we can do to support ourselves around the specific challenges that we experience as creators when it comes to mental health. But actually, I think a lot of what we're talking about really does cover every person in every walk of life. If you are struggling, as I have said many times before, do speak with somebody that can support you and help you through that situation, be that a charity or organizations within your industry and medical professionals, however you need to do it, whatever you, whatever you feel fits and works for the situation that you're experiencing, do reach out. Uh, thank you as always to you guys for listening in. Uh, thank you for the bite-sized advice from the brilliant Thadia Graham to Nelly and Clem for the listeners comment. 
Thank you to Martin Lumsden for the post-production, to Clydesdale Music for the theme tune, Anya for the marketing. And like I said, to you guys, look after yourself, keep creating and keep living in gratitude. I will see you very soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more.